right, so uh, our Father in the Lord has been talking about uh, the person of the Holy Spirit. And through these teachings, you know, recently he has become more real to me more than ever before. And uh, for those of us that are listening to me this morning, I want you to have the same disposition, you know, because if you do not acknowledge the Holy Spirit, he's a gentleman, he would not force you to. But if you do, there are so many benefits from mental to emotional to spiritual to financial to, you know, everything. You will just feel, you know, when Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor. Many of us will labor. Sometimes when we are sleeping, you know, recently I had somebody who had an event coming home, to, walked up to me, and she said to me, she said, Lady P, even when I'm sleeping, I'm walking. I'm busy in my dreams. And when I wake up, I want to continue. Like, I can't sleep well. I, <laughs> I'm not able to rest. You know, there's a way that happen, that can happen to you. When you have so many things going on in your head and you don't know where to put what, you just see that in your dreams. You you're walking before you slept. <laughs> when you're sleeping, you continue the work. But you know, Jesus said, come to me, all ye that labor, heavily laden, and I will give you what? Rest. It says, my yoke, my own burden, is, my yoke is easy and my burden is what? Light. So sometimes when we have heavy things, you know, we are supposed to give it to Jesus. The Spirit of God helps us take it over. You know, and because there cannot be uh, any, uh, the absence of something, anywhere, you know, that is clear and clean, something must be there. That's it. So it says, I will give you mine. Mine is easy and mine is light. I see us moving to an higher realm of spiritual discovery in Jesus' name. So we have to pay attention to the Holy Spirit because he's a person. He's not just an ordinary person. He's a very important person. He's, he's a person that even the most important person salutes, reverence. You know, but because we, uh, we have access to him, you know, sometimes when you see the relationship between a mother and the children, you understand what I mean. Their father that they don't see all the time, they have the tendency of acknowledging him. Daddy's around. They start arranging. Meanwhile, the mother has been shouting since morning, arrange the house. They would not answer. Are you understanding me? Some of us, when her mothers call us, my second daughter recently had to call her to order and warn her that anytime I call you and you pretend as if you don't hear, there's going to be a problem between you and I. Hallelujah. That's how the Holy Spirit is to most of us. He calls us and we are like, mm, not now. We don't even answer. So you, you see something shouting. I'm shouting, screaming. Meanwhile, when the father is around and he just says, he just calls with a very subtle voice. They will answer twice. Sometimes their father is not calling them. They will come and check. Daddy, did you call me? Daddy, did you call me? I thought you called me. It's never happened with me. They don't say, Mommy, did you call me? Hallelujah. Why? Because of the familiarity. We see. I string them along. We go. We come together. And so they feel that, you know, it's Mommy. It's Mommy now. Like, what can Mommy do? You know? So because they are familiar. Most of us are, are like that with our mothers. But with our father, it's another... Ball, at least growing up, is another ball game. Did you call me? 
Daddy is calling me. They run. Mommy is coming. Mommy, I'm coming. Mommy, I said, I'm coming. <gasps> You're coming. Then you will see tantrums. You know, sometimes between mother and children, you don't know who is throwing tantrums. All of them are shouting in the house. Hallelujah. The Lord is helping us in Jesus' name. So don't have your, uh, my relationship with my mother approach the familiarity with the Spirit of God. He is the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Father, the one who created the heavens and the earth. When you see a man that has managed to build an estate, owned Rolls Royce, Mercedes, and all that, there's a kind of salute and respect that people around him give to him. How much more the one that created the entire universe? Hallelujah. So that should tell you how you should honor him. Not that you stay away from him. Not that you will move away from him out of fear. But we relate with him in friendship as our father and also as, you know, our Lord and our Savior. Hallelujah. So uh, the scripture that uh, uh, our father in the Lord has used previously is what I'm also going to be using. The book of John chapter 14 verse 16 to 18. He says, I will pray to the father. John 14, 16 to 18, 16 to 18 says, I will pray to the Father and he shall give you another, another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because he seeth him not, neither knoweth him, the world cannot re receive the Spirit of God. Why? Because the world does not see and does not know the Spirit of God. Are you understanding? You have to examine yourself and say holistically concerning yourself, do I see and do I know? The Holy Spirit. Because if you do not see the Holy Spirit, and if you do not know, the category you have placed yourself in is the category of the world that cannot receive him. Can you receive a visitor that you cannot see and you don't know? If anybody comes to you or your house and knocks at the door, and you don't know the person, would you invite the person in and you know, entertain the person. It's not possible. You only entertain a visitor that you are familiar with, that you know, that you have a relationship with, that you understand the importance of, of, of him or her. And depending on the kinds of pedestal you place a person or a visitor, it will determine how you will serve the visitor. There are some visitors, even if you do not have anything in the house, you will go to your neighbor and borrow. You will run around and say, please give me moths there. Please give me pepper soup there. Please give me. When my visitor goes, I'll come and settle you. Because you know, this visitor is not a cracker or biscuit visitor. Are you understanding what I am saying? So how we treat the people that come to our door is determined by the kind of relationship that we already have with those people. The Bible says here that there is a category of people that cannot receive the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of truth. 
they are categorized as the generalized people, the world. They are not the selected people. They are the general everybody because why? They cannot see him and they do not know him. For you to remove yourself from this category of people, you have to begin to develop an understanding and a relationship with the Holy Ghost. You need to recognize him as somebody you are familiar with on a daily basis. You need to respect him and honor him. That is the only thing that will separate you out of the crowd of the people that does not or cannot receive the spirit of truth. Are we getting me this morning? He says the world cannot receive him because it sees him not, neither knoweth him. And the category of people that know that can receive the spirit of truth are those that it says here, it says, but ye know him. For what? He dwelleth. We are still in verse 17 of uh, John chapter 14. Ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He dwelleth with you. You know him because he lives. He lives. What lives in you? Can you turn to your neighbor and ask what lives in you? You will know by what, what song you wake up with in the morning. What thoughts occur to you very just without you thinking. Some of us, the only thing that lives in us is TikTok. Facebook. Instagram. These are the things that lives in us. This is the thing that we, we move with. Some of us, just our business that lives in us. Yes, when anywhere you go. Some of us, it's our profession or our career or our academics. You know all the laws. You know chemistry. You know mathematics. Do you know the Holy Spirit? You know English. You know physics. A1 parallel. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Some of us know food, all kinds of food, all kinds of joints. You know all the soup, you know how high, you know vegetable, you know swallow, you know everything. Do you know the Holy Spirit? When they wake you up, or they put a, a certain food by your nose, even whilst you are sleeping, you say, I know it. You are sleeping just by the smell. You jump up from your whichever dream because you know that this smell is like party jollof rice. Where is it coming from? You have category for jollof rice. Party, house jollof rice, concussion, party jollof everything. You can tell the difference. You are very, very, very detailed. You know food. Do you know the Holy Spirit? This is the kind of no that I'm talking about. I am not talking about abstract no. The kind of no that you cannot describe. I am talking about descriptive no. Conversational no. The one that you can stand and beat your chest and say with my full chest, I know the Holy Spirit. I know the Holy Spirit. He dwells in me. He lives in me. 
he moves with me. I don't leave him behind. I go everywhere with him. Is in my conversation, is in my dressing, is in the way I relate with people, is in the way I see people. His compassion flows through me. I relate with people with his understanding. I rely on him. He's my pillar. He dwells. I carry him. I'm a carrier. A carrier. What you see, this is not me. Oh. What you see is not the real thing. The real thing is what I see. It's how I converse. It's how I relate. Because it is moved by the Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth. It's the spirit of truth. Not the spirit of lie. You say you have the Holy Spirit. You know the Holy Spirit. But you are lying as if a lying fountain is, re is, in, your, is in your belly. Out of your belly it flows a, a fountain of lies. And you say, you know the Holy Spirit. It's not in you. Uh -uh. You know what is in you. The way, you don't think. You don't, some of you don't even blink anymore when you are lying. You know? Some people, when they are lying, they find it very difficult. They are blinking several times. Like children. You know children, when you want to catch them, when they are lying. Some of them, they have habits. They cannot just lie straight like that. But when you come across professionals that have fountains of lie, Virtually everything they say. Let us look at the scripture again. I want you to write it down. John, this John chapter 14 verse 17. It has helped us to understand. You know, one of the reasons why I like the word of God is that it explains, in fact, especially the words of Jesus. It explains to you thoroughly so that you will not say, I don't understand. It says, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot, is not should not, oh, is not possible. They cannot receive him because they can't see him and they cannot what? Know him. They don't know him. It says, but he dwelleth in you and shall be in you and shall, he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I want you to pay attention to it. It dwells in, in you. Where does the Holy Spirit live when it comes to you? Does he only dwell in your church? When you get to work, he's not there. You can't see him. You don't know him. You say, ah, don't let me change it for you. I will remove J out of Jason now for you. When you get to certain places, you forget who you are. When they ask for your name, you shorten it. Because the full name is a prophetic one. But your action in that place, they will say, ah, ah, Prophet Jeremiah. Is it you that is acting and talking like this? <sighs> Hallelujah. It's supposed to dwell in us and it's supposed to be in us. That means... We don't leave him behind. We don't choose the places where he walks through us. It's a constant reminder for him to be able to teach us all things. He has to follow us around. He has to keep walking with us. 
it has to be a constant companion when we sleep, when we wake, when we move around, when we talk to people, when we relate with people, when we shake people. The thought is in charge of our thoughts and helps us to filter them so that they can produce fruits. Hallelujah. The Lord is helping us in Jesus' name. In verse 18, it now goes on to say, after he has explained to you who are those that have the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit operates, it says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. There are issues in this life that are beyond us. If it is left to both of, most of us, the way we think, if your thoughts and your wishes can be turned into, can be translated into where you would like to be, you know you will not be here. Some of you will have private jets and all those kinds of things now. But these things are not in your control. Hallelujah. You need divine intervention. You need uh, uh, a comforter to help you see that even in the midst of all this, I am with you. Don't worry. You know, sometimes that's all you just need somebody to tell you. That see, at the end of this darkness, there is light. It's not going to end like this. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Hallelujah. Most people, when they get married initially, after the honeymoon stage, then there comes the, the trials and the temptations. That's why you see that most celebrity marriages, they end in the first week, first month, first year, because that's when it starts. But if you can just hold on, there will be a point where everything will balance off. But most, of, most people that you see going through divorce, they don't see, they don't have the comforter with them. Telling them that it's okay, it's all right, it's part of the process, it's the, it's the oven. Don't, don't jump out of this oven yet so that you can become a big bread. It's hot, it's hot in here. It's not conducive, it's not like where you're coming from. But it is necessary for the glory to be birthed. Hallelujah. The Lord is helping us in Jesus' name. So who is the Holy Spirit? Is a third person of the Godhead. It's different from the Father and the Son, but they all work together. Like we said earlier, you know, the Holy Spirit is the one that helps us, that comforts us. Is the Spirit of the Father. Is our helper. Is our comforter. The Bible says in the book of First John chapter five verse seven, it says, "For there are three that bear record in heaven: the Father." the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. You must understand that if the Holy Spirit is present in you, the Father and the Son are also present. Hallelujah. It's like when you have your SIM card in your phone, you have the entire company of MTN, if it's an MTN SIM. Are you understanding you have access to the entire network of MTN. If it's an Airtel, you have access to the entire network of what? Airtel. So the Spirit of God is like the lifeline, the connecting point between the Word, the Son, and the Father. Hallelujah. So you have to understand this so that you can know how to relate. This is the broader picture so that you would not isolate and say, ah, 
You know, I don't want the problem. I don't want the 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 the, the the hassle or the problem of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is short-tempered. It's, you know, there, are, there are kinds of all kinds of things that we have heard about the Holy Spirit that are not true. You have to remove all those things from your mind and accept what the truth of the Word of God is saying. What the Word of God is saying. You know? In the service we heard Reverend when he was saying that we, we think that uh, 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 we only grieve the Holy Spirit when we do not do what he has asked us to do. But rather, we also grieve the Holy Spirit when we do, after we start suffering the consequence of our disobedience. Did you get that part of it? When we start suffering the consequences of our disobedience, because every action has a consequence. And the person that makes the action or the person that does the thing is the first bearer of the consequence of that action. And by the time you start bearing the consequence and the Holy Spirit cannot do anything, it will just be like, but I told you. But why? Don't marry that girl. Ah, she's curvy, she's light, she's tall. Hey, beauty is vain. What does she carry? You don't care. After you've married and you say, ha, ah, she's not this, and you start running to the pastor every day. It's the consequence of your action you're bearing. Hallelujah. But you've already tied the knots. Don't do this. There are so many things. There are from small decisions to big life-changing decisions that we are asked, if we have waited on the Holy Spirit, we could have been spared from a lifetime of troubles, a lifetime of of. of of managing and of complaints. But because we do not take time to, 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 to seek him and to understand and to have a relationship with him so that he can guide us. See, there is no way you would have the Holy Spirit in you and you, are still, you will still be looking for a voice to tell you that my son, don't do this. Because the spirit of the God is one with the word of God and one with the father. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The moment you are a carrier of the Spirit of God, you cannot even carry the Spirit of God without the Word of God. He is ordered and he is subjected to the orderliness of the Word of God. They work together. And so when you have the Word of God activated in you, you will know how to make sound decisions. You will know which questions to ask. You will know how to answer certain things so that you will not fall into a pit. How many of us have read the book of Proverbs from one to the end before? Anybody? If you are not, if you have not, I think that you should. Hallelujah. There are so many instructions. You say, you hear, my son, my son, if sinners entice you, my son, if you see this thing, my son, every, instructions, a whole lot of them. The word of God gives instructions for all these things. And the spirit of God helps you to abide by them. Thereby delivering you from all, all forms of, of, of unnecessary uh, traps and downfall. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So the father and the son and the Holy Spirit are one. They are distinct, but they are one. Hallelujah. The book of Luke, chapter 3, verse 21 to 22 also says, 
Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, and the heavens was, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Ghost. Can you see? This is the distinction between the three. The Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape, like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven, which said, "Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased." Can you see the distinction? So now, these three people are one, but they are also separate. When Jesus was baptized, God said, this is my beloved son, the Holy Ghost descended upon him. Are you understanding all this? So you have, to, you have to understand. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God. You have to get a good understanding of these things so that you can know how to apply them in your life. Application does not occur until you get a proper understanding. You cannot apply anything in your life that you do not understand. Hallelujah, somebody. And you know what knowledge does? Knowledge also banishes fear. Have you heard the word fear of the unknown before? When you don't know something, you are afraid. But when you know something, you are confident that you can apply it. You are confident that you can discharge it. You are confident that when somebody uses it, and say, when you are cooking this stew, use two maggi. If you use two maggi to cook this stew, it's going to turn out well. Why would I say that automat uh, authoritatively? It's because I have done it. I have done it several times. And I know how to... Even the illit most illiterate of people can give you an idea or can teach you about something they've done severally and they understand. Hallelujah. How many of us have mothers that didn't go to school but are the best cook in the world? Some of us, yes, they did not go to university. They did not study, uh, what is it called? Food and nutrition. They are non-caterers. But they make the meanest soup you can ever taste. They understand what goes into that soup and how many minutes it must cook? It's an understanding. So if you want to cook it like them, you have to sit down on that stool. And they will say, this is how. You put this first. Then you put this. Then you put this. If you do it the other way around, you will not get this thing. Hallelujah. The first time I made Akara, after I got married, it was a disastrous Akara. I don't know the name to give to it. By the time I poured the bean, whatever, inside the oil, they separated. <laughs> Every one of the, these things went their separate ways and they sank. Not one rose up. You know that when you make akara, it's supposed to float on the oil. They first of all disintegrated in the oil. Then they went there. You know, even if they are underneath and they came together, it would have still been, you know. They separated. I was like, what happened? Then I put another one, the same thing. By the time I was through, there was bean paste at the bottom of the oil, and the oil was floating. Then I realized that not by power, <laughs> not by might, not by school. Because I felt, I'll see my mom do it several times, but I never bothered to learn. I thought it was just something, uh-uh. Just buy the beans, peel it, add pepper. You know, mix it together and just, uh-uh. What's there? 
Is it not Akara? It showed me. Hallelujah. When I say Akara, what do I, what's, what's the English of Akara? Beans cake. What is moi moi? Okay. 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 Fried bean cake. Bean pudding. Mm -hmm. You are doing well. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so we have several names for that. So let's go back to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So, you know, when it comes to, it says, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, you have to have a thorough understanding of these things so that you can apply it in your everyday life. The subject of the Holy Spirit is not a theory. It's a practical life thing. In, in kindergarten and in nursery, there's a subject called practical life. Even though the textbook is there, it's supposed to serve as a guide for you to, so you'll see how to roll up a mat, how to do this, how to do that, how to brush your teeth. It's there. So there will be practical guides there, but you're supposed to practice it. It's not that you read it and say, this is how we do it. No. It's practical. Like everything there is supposed to be practiced in real life. So when it comes to the subject of the Holy Spirit, it's not something we just learn in church and we live in church and go back. It is something we learn to apply in our daily lives. As you're walking, as you're moving, as you're going, as you're coming, you apply it and you walk with it and you walk by it and you live by it and you allow him to take charge of everything you do and, and the way you live your life. Hallelujah. And we, we also have the attribute uh, of God which the Holy Spirit possesses. The Holy Spirit possesses the attributes of God. And what are the attributes of God? God is omniscient. You know, when we were growing up, when Aaron said it last week, I was like, omniscient? I had to go and check it. It's omniscience. That's what we used to call it then. But even when I checked the ominous, ominous, the one that is spelled omniscient, because omniscience is like um, 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 being omniscient. Yeah. So it's called omniscience. Hey, Lord. There's a way English can dribble you and you will not know that you are being dribbled. Hallelujah. So, and for so long, when you're when you when you're pronouncing it, even now that I'm pronouncing it, I feel, you know, you have said the wrong thing for so long. The right thing now looks as if it's, not, it's wrong. <laughs> That's why for those of you that don't have the Holy Spirit, it's better you quickly do it now, because the longer you live without him, the more those things that are taking hold of you will feel right. And the Holy Spirit will feel wrong. Yes. If you see somebody who doesn't like to read the Bible and reads other things, loves to read newspaper. If he has not read the newspaper, he will not feel right. But if he has not read the Bible, it's okay. But the Bible and the word of God is the right thing. But because of constant uh, practice of the wrong way or the wrong thing, you will see that you will feel comfortable doing the wrong thing than adopting the right lifestyle. I see God helping us in Jesus' name. And what does this mean? It means that he's all-knowing. He has universal knowledge. 
His knowledge is infinite. Infinitely knowledgeable. Hallelujah. He knows all things. He knows all. He knows the present. He knows the past. He knows the, the future. Hallelujah. The book of John chapter 14 verse 26 says, But the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Can you see that he's sharing that with God? He will teach you and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said, whatsoever I have said to you. Hallelujah. Everything he will bring. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 13, he says, who had directed the spirit of the Lord or been his counselor had taught him with whom, it, with whom he took counsel and who instructed him and who taught him the path of judgment and taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 to 11. I hope I'm not too fast. Are you getting it? Are you writing those down? First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 to 11 says, But God had revealed unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Just as your Spirit knows everything about you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot hide from your spirit. Are you getting me? Do everybody agree with me? What people don't know about you, your spirit knows it. Everything from the beginning to the end. Even those things we don't talk about. The spirit of the Lord also knows everything. He searches out everything. Last week, I was relating a story to you about myself when I was in secondary school. I attended a boarding house. You know. And those days, when I got into the body in the house, there was a particular teacher, an introduct teacher. It's an all-girls school. We're the first set of the school. And that introduct teacher, when I went to the FCS, the Fellowship of Christian Students, on Sunday, she was the one that ministered to us the first few times. And then she said in GSS 1, she said to us in one of those uh, services, and she said that today she's divorced because she met her husband in the club. And she was an unbeliever that at her then. She has a daughter. And by the time they got married and they were both unbelievers, they go to club, they go to parties, you know, they drink and all that. After some time, she got born again and became an SU. The husband was totally not for it. And so he left her and went to marry somebody else. By that time, they had a daughter. And that was the end of it, the relationship and the marriage. And, and she said to Ross and said, pray. Even though I know you are young, you're in GSS 1, all of you, you're all girls. I'm a woman. Pray from now that every day of your life brings you closer to the one that God has chosen for you so that you will not marry the wrong person. He said, she said, it is possible for you to marry the wrong person. It is possible. Don't think it's not possible. Don't choose by what you can see or how good it looks or how fine it looks or the money or the enjoyment. He said, those things have the ability to pass away. He said, if I had known, 
if I had met Christ earlier, I would not have married that man. Because then, no matter how I look at it, it was not for me. Hallelujah. And he was not ready to repent. You know, the heart of a man is not in the hands of man. It's in the hands of God. Hallelujah. And even God is a gentleman. He will not force anything you don't want over you. And so, after she said that, he got to me. He said, continue to. And so, after that service, every other service that she has the opportunity to minister, she reminds us. So, he got to me. I just said, well, there's no harm in trying. So, from Jesus, when I started praying, Lord, let every day of my life bring me closer to the one that you've chosen to me. Every time I remember Maybe during afternoon prayer, uh, siesta, you know, we have siesta before prep. How many people went to a body house? Okay. So, <laughs> we have siesta. Siesta is a time you sleep in the afternoon before evening, uh, no, afternoon prep. You should go and study before dinner. And so, I, ju I just prayed randomly. One of those days, I think I was in GSS 2, like a year or two later after that prayer, having th those prayers consistently. One particular afternoon after lunch, I just knelt by my bed again and I prayed and I said, okay, Lord, because every, that thing just keep coming to me. That thing that she said, it was quite unusual. So I just knelt down there and I prayed again. Lord, let every day of my life bring me closer to the one that you have prepared for me. And I dozed up there just for a few minutes. <laughs> and I just... Saw myself in front of a big dunghill. I've never seen such before because I was, I was not so exposed growing up. Dunghill, trash, 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 everywhere. What is this? So I stood there, I just stood there. As a young girl, I was looking. I saw a young guy with a bag on his shoulder, picking things and dropping it in the bag. So somebody was behind me, just tapped me from behind. And I, was, I, I looked up, and the person said, see that person picking stuff? I said, yes. That's your husband. I said, ah. <laughs> it was real, like, that's your husband. I said, ah. I just woke up with a ha. Ah. By the time I woke up, I was sweating. I was, ah, ah. Is it a joke? Why would you say, that is my husband? I said, Lord, help me. I don't want to marry somebody that is on the donkey. <laughs> my prayers since that day changed. I became an intercessor. I realized that I couldn't have come up with that dream by myself. Hallelujah. And I had, even though I was very young, I had the understanding that in my mind, there is a problem with the person I was going to marry. So I began to intercede and say, Lord, from that day, my prayer changed. Every difficulty that the person you have ordained for me is going through, Lord, I stand as an intercessor. Deliver him. Let your angels go. Send help. Send help. We have not met. But I have been praying since I was in GSS 3. So even when I left, after I went to the higher institution, I was not interested in any relationship. Even when we met later in the future, I was not interested because I knew, but I still continue to pray that prayer. One of the reasons why I later agreed to his proposal was after I confirmed. I asked him one of the things, I said, was there any time in your life? Because I knew that uh, if God has showed me this thing many years ago, it probably happened. Let me ask that you were picking from the dunghill and things were so 
difficult and all that? He said, yes. Yes, you know, that day I was shocked. God can take a young girl from Quara State, bring her to Lagos where something is happening. This is not, what was happening was a real-time event. It was not something that was going to happen or it was something that was happening. And it brought me from there in a short nap and it brought me to come and see what the future holds. Pray. This person, this is what is going through now. And he had a difficult time. But thank God for prayers. I'm sure that God raised me as an intercessor for him at that point in his life. If I had not been his intercessor, God would have raised somebody else. Are you understanding what I am saying? Is an all-knowing God. If you want to know what the future entails, if you want to secure your future, if you want things to happen to you according to the plans of God, you need to align yourself. You need to be a carrier of the Holy Spirit. He knows all things. Stop living in the dark. The light is available, but it's in the Holy Spirit. So what is a light unto my feet? A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my... His light is... Ex... It's not this kind of light that we use. Oh. His own kind of light is like the sun. Are you understanding? It illuminates everywhere. You can see far and wide. Hallelujah. So it's an all-knowing God. It says that attributes with God. It can take you from where you are at. Where you are still struggling with that business idea and tell you the future of this. Don't waste your time. Brother, go and sell pencils. If you start now, you are going to be using trailer or uh, trucks to supply it all over Nigeria. Do you understand? Go and sell erasers. Go and do this. It will help you to know what to do so that your time will not be wasted. So that your time will not be used for what you're not supposed to. So that you will not enter the wrong relationship. As at then, my mind, at the moment I saw that vision, I was not after any kind of, maybe, you know, having a boyfriend. I was not, I was not interested in that because I knew that God had some plans for me. I kept praying. I knew that for him to show it to me, there's something he wants to do. I pray for you. That from today, the Lord will reveal himself through you in the name of Jesus. The, 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 know, the knowledge of God will be activated via the Holy Spirit in every aspect of your life in the name of Jesus. But you have to avail yourself. The grace to do that, receive it in Jesus' name. The other attribute of God that he, the Holy Spirit carries is that he is omnipresent. Present. Omnipresent. That, that means he is widely encountered. He is everywhere. He is everywhere. Hallelujah. He is at the back. The, 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 the past is in the present and he is in the future. Hallelujah. He is everywhere. He is widely encountered. Hallelujah. The book of Psalm 139 verse 5. Psalm 139 verse 5 says, You go before me and follow me. 
Have you seen anybody that can do that before? Have you seen anybody that can go before and follow? Yeah. The New Living Translation, yeah? Of Psalm 135 verse, Psalm 139 verse 5. You go before me and you follow me. That is God. He's present everywhere. He goes before you and he follows you. He goes before you and he follows you. Who would not want to work with such a person that has such an ability? It's not just walking beside you. It's not just holding you by your hands. It goes before you and it follows you. You, you need the presence of this person in your life. The person of the Holy Spirit. You place your hand of blessings on my head. Ah. Is there placing his hand of blessing on your head? Is there going ahead of you? Is there following you? That is what only the power of God, the omnipresent one, can do. Present. So when you, sometimes, you know, before now, maybe when you hear omnipresent, you, you feel that he's everywhere. He's everywhere in your life. If you allow him access to your life. If you carry him within you, he has the ability to go ahead of you. He has the ability to go come be, uh, behind you and to be in you. You know, sometimes when you turn your back, people will want to bite you at your back. But when you have the almighty behind you, who is she? Who is he? What wizardry or what witchcraft do, do, do anyone have? What power from hell can challenge you? Even when you are not seen, the Bible says you go before me and you follow me. You cover me in front. You cover me at the back. There is no space for an attack. There is no space for the enemies at all. The Holy Spirit is a very powerful person. You cannot afford not to have him. He's all-knowing and he's all-present. It does not leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. But Jeremiah 20, 23 verse 24 says, Can anyone hide from me in a secret place? Jeremiah 23, 24. And mine on everywhere. In all the heavens and the earth. Is God not everywhere? Can anyone hide? The spirit of, the God, of God helps you to lay bare before God. You have to understand whether you talk about it or you don't talk about it. It's everywhere. It sees everything. You cannot hide. But you are, you, he cannot force himself on you either. You have to submit and say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm ready to work with you. Have you seen somebody who wanted to lift a bucket of water or a big bowl of water on the head before? If you don't engage with the person that wants to help you to put it on your head, the whole water can end up pouring away because you are not interested. Even if they put it on your head and you are not holding it, it will pour away. There is no, there is no, there is no sense in doing that. God will not step into your, in your life and begin to do things that you do not agree with. Our agreement is key. And what does our agreement mean? Our agreement means we are ready to work with him. 
our agreement means we are ready to work with him. Our agreement means we are ready to be a carrier of the presence of the Holy Spirit because he knows everything. He does everything. He's potent. He's powerful. He can do all in all. Hallelujah. He can, he can, he can make things happen. He has unlimited power. Unlimited knowledge. I pray for you this morning that the grace of God will abound towards you and you will become a carrier of the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus. Would you rise to your feet this morning? Rise to your feet and begin to talk to God and say, I want more of you. Holy Spirit, I want more of you. I want you to live through me, live in me. I want more of you, more of you. I want to be a reflection of you. In the name of Jesus, I want to become like you. I want to speak like you. I want to talk like you. I want to act like you. I want to walk like you. I want to relate like you. I want to resemble you in all that I do, Lord Jesus. I want you to shine through me. I want you to be seen through me in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want more of you. Holy Spirit, I want to be a carrier of your person. I want to be your representative here on earth. I want to represent you in qualities, in qualities that you carry, in qualities that you carry. I want to resemble you in action, in character. I want to resemble you, Spirit of the Most High God. Lift your voices and talk to God. Lift your voices and talk to God. Oh, my suit, he can to be more like you. Oh, the suit, I can 